I, when, I was a, when I was a kid, I had a, uh, the, one of the most exciting things that could happen was uh, you could get the, the JCPenney or Sears or, uh, actually it was Toys R Us that sent you a catalog of toys for you to ask for, for Christmas. And we loved that thing. I mean, we would flip through that. That was, that was our internet. And we would flip through that thing just excited. My, my brother loved Hot Wheels, like the, the little metal cars. He loved those. I loved action figures, which were just dolls for boys that had superpowers. And I liked playing superheroes. And uh, my... But one thing we could agree on that was amazing, and we would sit and look at this, look at a picture of it for hours, is those, the, remember those racetracks that had just, it was just a trigger, and it, the little electric racetracks, and, and, and they would go upside down, and some of them, you'd put them up against the wall, and they'd go up the wall. We would sit there with our finger and trace where the track would go. And, oh, and then it would go upside down and look at the, and some of them were incredibly intricate and you would get lost. You'd go, no, 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 it goes here. It makes a turn here and it goes through a tunnel and then it comes out on this side. And we would sit and trace those with our fingers. And we always desperately wanted one. We would show them to our parents and we would say, look, it's, it's a racetrack. And it goes up the wall, and our parents were probably thinking the exact thing I think whenever Nolan points the similar things out to me in his little Target booklet. Is where are we going to put this? <laughs> but then one day, I, did, I never got one for Christmas. But we went over to a, a friend of my parents' house. And we, we, sometimes that happens, like, oh, we're friends, we're going to go see them. They have kids, here, just throw you in a room. Back then it was, do not come out of that room. And they, there on their floor was an electric racetrack. The triggers, little remotes, and they weren't remotes, you didn't steer them or anything. It was just a go and stop. What you don't know when you're tracing those in the magazine is they have either zero miles per hour or a thousand miles per hour and that's it and all it did was you pulled it and it went you had to go find it because it flew off a curve and you had to pick it up and put it back on the track after about three times of I can't even enjoy the fact that it went upside down or went up the wall. It's just chaos. We just decided to find the magazine and trace it with our fingers. Because <laughs> we enjoyed that more. And man, I have never found a more apt comparison for the difference between what I thought life was going to be and what it actually was. As you sit as a teenager or as a young adult and you think, I'm going to graduate and then I'm going to go to college and then I'm going to get married and 
that's going to drive me up the wall. <laughs> and then we're going to get a job and then success. And kids, my boy is going to play baseball. And you draw your life out with your finger. And then when you pull the, f the trigger, it's just, and you fly off a curve. Where in your mind, the plan is something really beautiful and full of twists and turns, but you stay on the track. But whenever the trigger gets pulled, it's just chaos and crashes. I have several friends who uh, planted churches. They have an idea. This church is going to be different than the rest of those churches. And people show up. Wouldn't you know it, it's the same blasted people that are in the rest of those churches. All sorts of brokenness. And not just brokenness in churches or in any organization, really. Not just frailty. It's broken and proud. Broken and arrogant about it. Someone throwing a fit because of the carpet color. Standing up for what's right. And you know what's right? Green. A strong opinion about something that doesn't matter. And then weak opinions about things that do. And it's always going to be like that. Why? Why can't we just as a church grow together to some sort of like new like understanding of what exactly church should be and, and church, should, church shouldn't be like all these arguments and fights and it shouldn't be these people that I have to put up with. Why can't they just? Why can't they just? It's because God's working on all of us at different paces. And as soon as God's work done, not done, but as soon as God gets us through a stage, all of a sudden there's these people back here and they're at a stage and I don't, I don't like where I used to be and they're where I used to be and my goodness, they're exhausting. And Jesus sits at the table with some fishermen, a tax collector, a zealot. That's the funniest combination. Just people who don't have it figured out. My goodness, Jesus is going to, they're going to sing a hymn. They're going to sing a hymn, get up from the table, go to a garden. Jesus is going to say, it's time to pray. And the guys he asked to pray nap. 
And the guys, he asked to stay with him and follow him, step out in front of him and just start cutting people's ears off. They haven't figured it out yet at the table. They haven't got it all together at the table. When Jesus says, this is, take this cup, this group of men and women in that room did not understand it fully. Now, some of you are like, it's only the men that were napping. Yes, I know. We're, I concede. That's true. But it was an imperfect table that that cup passed around. And our problem, particularly any group's problem, is that we're all imperfect in different ways. And that's really frustrating. If we could all just be imperfect in the same direction, that'd be great. But we're not. Then Jesus takes this cup in Matthew 26. And he says, drink from it, all of you. All of you drink from it. Because, or for, this is my blood of the covenant which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. And sometimes we can, get, we, we, we can look at sins through a very small peephole and think of it as just like, oh, well, that's a sin and that's a sin and that's a sin and that's a sin. But forgiveness of sins, when it comes from God, is this large process in which God is taking care of showing grace to our, as a group, our general brokenness. Forgiveness is individual, but it is also for many. And the reason all of us get to take the cup, the reason we can say there is room at this table for all. And that's why I'm I'm sticking with My favorite thing about churches of Christ is that when you walk in this door, in these doors, you can take communion. Not, we're not going to ask you, you don't have to become a member. Now, I'm not saying this is the case everywhere. But we have open communion. We say the table is for all. Because it is. And the reason we can say the table is for all is because there is no sin that can't be forgiven by the blood of Christ. There is no, there is no wrongdoing. There is no inconsistency. There is no, there is no brokenness. There is, your incorrectness about Scripture, and you have it, we have it, is forgiven by the blood of Christ. We take the blood of Christ together, together as a group, because we receive the blood of Christ together as a group. 
We are united by what we do when we unite. We are united by the blood of Jesus that forgives us. Jesus doesn't just justify us, doesn't just make us clean. He makes us clean so that we can gather around the table and remember what made us clean. And so sometimes church can feel imperfect. I've been wrestling that animal my whole life. Even as a kid going, thinking, this isn't right. This isn't feel right. I remember thinking at times, I'm supposed to be enjoying this and I'm not. I'm supposed to be moved by this and I'm not. To like this and I don't. But it's not the perfection of the system. It's not the perfection of the group. It's not, the, it's not even the agreement we have with our neighbor that, that makes us a group gathered around the table. What makes us gathered around the table is that cup in the middle of it. And that as I take that cup and that guy across the table from me, maybe a couple of rows down, because I'd never sit directly across from him. He takes it too. And she takes it too. And his sins that bother me are forgiven, and my sins that, that bother him are forgiven, and her misunderstandings and his frustrations, and this, it's forgiven. And why we are united is not because we all get along. This does not excuse divisive behavior. Right? I mean, you're not, this isn't me saying that guy's gossiping about everybody. That person over there is, is undermining that person's marriage. This does not excuse the acts of, the, of people who are who are so ingrained in their own selfishness that we can that that it's causing division in the church that's why almost every letter Paul writes is because some sort of division is going on in that place and he's he's also pretty funny about it sometimes cuz he'll say He'll say, oh, this is a letter about joy. I'm writing this because of joy. It's joy, joy, joy down in my heart. Joy, if the devil doesn't like it, he can sit on attack. That's in Philippians 4. <laughs> joy, joy, joy all the way through. Oh, by the way, uh, there's, these, there's these two people in your church, Euodia and Syntyche. They really need to get along. And the whole time, the whole time in Philippians, he's arguing toward unifying a division and you know what he never says who's right 
But what he does say is the division you're, you're, you're hoping to succeed in, trying Euodia, trying to tell Syntyche, oh, your, your name is not as weird as mine. Whatever they were arguing about. And that argument isn't the point. He's saying, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. There are divisions that need to be overcome, but they are always overcome by the blood of Christ. They are never overcome by my logic. I can't show you this. Here, look at this article that disagrees with what you think. I have found that the best thing I can do with people I deeply disagree with is to sit with them and hear their full story. No matter who it is, whether you're like, I don't like the way that person sins. Sit with them and hear their whole story. I don't like the way that person talks about how they don't like the way that person sins. Sit with them hear their whole story, experience their whole humanity, because in their brokenness, you will find other brokennesses that got them to where they are right now. Have you ever met somebody and thought, whoa, they are crazy. And then you met their, like, their parents, and you said, they survived. They're not as crazy as I thought they were. You think, man, God did something with them. And he's not done. And as we gather around a table, a church unified by the blood of Christ, together taking the blood of Christ, remembering that his blood forgives the sins of many, We will not excuse the sins, obviously. And we will not say like, oh, well, that's, that, div- that division, you know how he's dividing us? That's just how he's raised. We're going to call it out. But as we call each other out, as you call me out, as I call you out, we still sit around that table and take of that cup that forgives many Not many sins, but forgives the sins of many. I've watched a couple of movies where they've come out, I'm behind on movies. They've come out with the sequel before I watched the first one. And I get panicky. I don't like, um, my, my personality type does not like uh, conflict. And so movies aren't great for my soul sometimes. <laughs> I'll just be tense and think, how is this going to end? How are, they're not going to survive this. And then I'll remind myself, oh, there's a sequel. <laughs> it's going to be okay. 
I can relax a little bit. It's going to be okay. There's a sequel. And as I sit at this table, this imperfect church with broken ideas and maybe we're wrong about this or that and I'm not going to panic because I know at the table of the king when the king comes it will all be made right I know that forgiveness is real and my hope for what is to come keeps me firmly planted in the brokenness of what is. So my plea for you is stick with us. Don't give up. Know that when you think, that church is just not what I want it to be, Me too. It's always going to be that way. It's going to be a fight. And if God blesses us enough or chooses to bless us in the way of growth, where people show up and we don't know them and we get to introduce ourselves and say, hey, I'm me and you're you. We'll just be letting more crazy in. Adding to the crazy that already exists. And again, we'll have to take the bread and take the cup and remember that what we find at that table is what allows us to come to the table in the first place. Forgiveness. Not just for me, but for my brothers and sisters who take it with me. Forgiveness, not just for my individual sin, but for the collective brokenness of the place. And it may be frustrating that the men we're sitting around the table with go out and start chopping off ears, and you're like, good night, how are we even pulling this off? I'm sure Andrew was like, good, Peter, what are you doing? How are we going to ever grow the kingdom if you keep chopping people's ears off? He might have said. He probably wrote that on a connect card. Please pray that Peter stops chopping people's ears off. But God does something great with brokenness. And it starts at the cup. And it ends with a community sharing a cup. Let's pray together. God, we are so humbled by the love you have for us. But God, help us also be very convicted by the love you have for our neighbor, the love you have for our enemy the love you have for people that have wronged us. 
And God, as we embrace and accept your forgiveness, may your forgiveness wash over every aspect of our lives. God, I pray that you bring us more crazy. That you make us more complicated. That you bring us diversity. So that we can celebrate unity around your table. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for forgiving this church. Thank you for forgiving the many. God, may we be a community united by the blood of your son. May we be a community that shares the cup of forgiveness. God, may we hear people's stories and show them the same grace you have shown us. God, also may we be in love bold to call out divisiveness when it creeps in. God, that's a, a tension that sometimes it doesn't feel like we can hold. So we give it to you and we trust you with our community. Bless us this week. Help us to be the hands and feet of Jesus. It's in his name we pray. Amen.